Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. You're a duly appointed federal marshal. Like this guy right here. Good morning, Charlie. Handsome, and he's probably a dummy. And then this guy. I don't know how to put this. He's short and insecure. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, that's a hell of a good project. Oh, <laughs> Good morning, Melbourne. You are listening to Zach and Charlie, Too Young to Fail, here on Sin 90.7. How good is living today on the 17th of November? Trump is in the White House, New Zealand is uh, tearing apart, and Trent Conchin is a Brownlow medalist. What a time to be alive. As always, I'm joined by Chuckles. How are you, mate? Very well, mate. It's... uh... Pleasure to be here. What a lovely day we have in Melbourne. 27 and only getting better. It's going to be 33 on Monday. Mike, <laughs> little Mike Larkin plug there for the weather fans. Uh, <laughs> it's just fantastic. What a treat to have you on the show. Mate, how's your week been? Very good. Uh, got the girlfriend's birthday tomorrow, so obviously Ooh. a fair bit, of, fair bit of planning going into that. Uh, what have and, you got in store? Uh, well, obviously I'm not going to say anything because she's our number one listener and only. It's, uh, it's been a, a drawn-out process. Kind of like the 2012 Brownlow medal. But uh, it should, uh, should pay off I'm, in a big I'm way. I'm feeling good. Have yeah. you gone with the one present? Have you gone with the, a lot of gifts? Multiple to avoid disappointment. <laughs> it's a wise move. It's, it's a win. A, it's a very, very wise move. Well, this week, mate, I made a terrible mistake. Um, I started looking back on some old photos. Right. Particularly of our last holiday. And I've got to say, the light nostalgia is only shadowed by the paralyzing sadness that I feel by knowing that it's so far away. Yep. from being on the next one. So I've spent the better part of a week trying to figure out how to get this podcast into like an exclusively travel podcast. Nice, yeah. Yep. Travel around the world, talk to people from, from Croatia and, and, and from, from Sale yep. and from Melt yep. and, and from Sale. Just <laughs> <laughs> two key events. Yeah, just, you know, I haven't really thought much beyond that, but that, that's where the mindset's at. So to kind of get us through this, I thought it'd be um, fantastic to get a fresh opinion, a fresh idea, a fresh mind on the show. So yep, I'm actually really it. excited to say that we have... Uh, an aspiring director. He's, he's just about to release his first um, theatrical release. Let's call it that. It's <laughs> our best description of it. And we're pretty excited to have him on. His name's Peter Redhead. He's going to be joining us just after the next uh, track. Uh, King up. Any final words? Uh, no, let's sit this one up. I know the tune coming. Uh, let's go with it. <laughs> We've got Cocoon, Milky Chance with Zach and Charlie here on Sid 90.7. Thanks for being with us. I know that you must feel like face In the bleak, in the bleak Those German boys are doing what they do best With a unique blend of Folktronica It's the first nod to their new album phase As they have assured their fans that they are back in the studio recording some new music You are listening to Zach and Charlie We are joined by the highly talented Pete Redhead Pete, how are you, mate? I'm, I'm very well, thanks Thanks for having me on, fellas Mate, it's a pleasure to have you with us You're a 23-year-old aspiring film director with a background in modern literature, music production, and cinematography. You're the most modern literature imaginable, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so you've used these tools to be across you know, every creative element of the film. Um, you've recently attempted your boldest project yet. It was a feature film, written, directed, cast, filmed, edited, scored, and produced all by you. Yes. Um, I guess my first question is, How? Uh, well, 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 it's not a feature, it is how. <laughs> it, I wrote a 70-page script, so it was roughly 70 minutes, uh, and then we had a few problems, so we cut it down as best we could. Yep. 20, 26 minutes now, I think. 
Uh, it was tough. Like, doing every job, pretty tough, but very much worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. So, I um, have the name of the, the film. It's yeah. The Claw. It's a comedy horror with shades of satire and throwbacks to some, you know, cult 80s classics. I'm just wondering what drew you to this genre. Uh, there are a few reasons. I mean, a lot of student films coming out of film schools or just people starting out tend to tend towards just drama, so it's very much set at a house or an office or this, that, the other. And, I mean, drama's very difficult for the best writers. Yeah. I mean, you need very good writing, very good directing, and so I just didn't really want to tackle that with very limited resources. So, I mean, comedy horror lends itself very well to being cheap as well as very fun and entertaining. Yeah. I mean, like... The cheaper it is, the funner it can be for the audience. And when I was doing my research into what good filmmakers started out with, like uh, Peter Jackson, uh, Sam Raimi, a few of the others, you know, Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. they both started with comedy horror and very fun and effective way to make your first film. And so you clearly enjoyed those films and was there parts of those that you wanted to emulate in, in the way that you made uh, your film? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can clearly see they're not taking themselves very seriously. They're just having a good time throwing blood around. Who doesn't, right? Yeah. yeah, well, that's it, yeah. And I mean, the other reason is that uh, horror is not necessarily known for good production values. And, <laughs> yeah, so I, I call it stylistic because we didn't do things very well. <laughs> Some uh, very stylistic decisions were made yeah, not to, yeah. You get around a few... Uh, critical (laughs) points of uh, saving money and not having too much pressure on yourself. Cool. For those out there who want to make their own directorial debut or launch anything they're really passionate about, I guess coming from someone who has gone through the experience firsthand, what are your top three do's and don'ts when involved in film production? Yeah, right, right, right. Very important question. It's uh, tough getting started. Top for do's, I'd say just get your study done, do a lot of research, not even specific to what you're doing. I mean, you know, watch a lot of films, read a lot of books if you're going to write and make a movie. But, I mean, you get a lot out of history, out of art, every, every little bit to do with the creative process. Uh, and it's just good to know stuff, keep yourself interested and interesting yep. to other people. Mm-hmm. Another one would be, I, I definitely recommend, I mean, it definitely made making this movie harder because I was doing a lot of jobs. But I definitely recommend it because if you're going to, specifically to be a director, uh, you, you, you want to, know what other people are doing on your set and like be able to talk intellectually about what they're doing so also you know if they're not doing the right job and <laughs> if it can be done better i guess and you'll also really appreciate down the line someone who's good at their job because yeah. just because you've done it you're just so happy not to be doing it again exactly, yeah. <laughs> i mean i can definitely say that for sound recording i hated that part of the process but i'm so yep. glad i did it yep and the other one i mean because because i'm not i haven't got a producer or anything so the only one I'm really answering to is myself, and so I'd say keep really strict deadlines. I mean, very easy just to put something off because you don't, you know, you don't have a release date, you don't have, no one's putting up money. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, just keep very strict deadlines and be pretty harsh with yourself there. As far as don'ts, I mean, specifically for film, a lot of people really get into the gear. They spend a lot of like thousands of dollars on cameras and stuff. It's just not that important. You know, you can film on your iPhone. Everyone likes saying that. All the big dogs like saying that now. It's like, you got it. You can film on your phone, you know? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know, you won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can literally film on anything these yeah. days. I'd recommend sound equipment because, you know, it's easy to watch a bad image. It doesn't hurt you. But if you're hearing <laughs> yeah, that's, audio that's is too point. loud or cracking, it's, it hurts you. You lose know. interest, yeah. Yeah, like some uh, of the episodes of this podcast. Uh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stopped listening. <laughs> the other one I'd recommend not doing, which we did, was filming outside at night uh, without a crew, without lighting. 
Yeah, right. I mean, the, the car was not happy about lighting a few of those scenes. She was uh, overheating. With the high beams. <laughs> yeah, the high beams on, yeah. Uh, so that was, a, that was a rough night for everyone as well. And I guess as well, because I'm not paying anyone and all the actors were doing it for free, which was lovely. I owe a few favours, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we had I had them like 11pm till 3am one night and, you know, one of them studying law, another one's working, yeah. another couple of working. So yeah. that was pretty rough on everyone, I think. Uh, and the third one... I just don't don't expect too much, you know. It's great to watch the first films of people like Peter Jackson because Lord of the Rings, obviously, phenomenal three yeah. movies. But you watch his first movie, and it's just not that good. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to see a now good director making yeah. a very average movie, and yeah. I mean, it, there's promise of something there, but it, it, by no means is it a good movie. So don't expect you know Lawrence of Arabia or okay. something. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, you could say that across so many creative fields. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I've seen a lot of stand-ups. When they start, you know, their jokes. I mean, you watch someone today, they're entertaining a crowd of 14,000 and they're killing at every joke. Yeah. But when you go back and see them 20 years ago, you go, oh, oh yeah. I can do that. Like, okay. 20 years of really awful work. Yeah, got, got exactly. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, you know, you, you always miss the grind and sometimes yeah. that can be... I mean, uh, that's probably the hardest thing about starting out is you, you want, you know, your eyes are bigger than your stomach for, yeah, for the most yes. part and you just can't achieve that sort of level of perfection. And so you're just going to go out, do it and uh, yeah, deal with what, whatever, yeah. whatever you make. <laughs> <laughs> with what you made, Pete, in any creative project, plans are going to change. What were the biggest changes that you had to make in your project, The Claw? Well, it was absolutely cutting 40 minutes of scenes. <laughs> that seems <laughs> probably, pretty heavy. Uh, probably quite a few plot holes now. <laughs> but uh, yes, that was a big one. Having to re- We rewrote it in about a day because uh, we had a few people going away, all that stuff. Uh, that was a big change and just, it, pretty much everything changed from conception to completion I mean over that year or two period <laughs> yeah, no a lot changed it, did, yeah. it definitely didn't come out you know how it is in the mind's eye but you just roll with the punches you do what you can I mean we filmed a fight scene for six hours at a beach like we went to Rye yeah. and we like I, my initial thing I was like oh I don't want to use handheld everyone's doing handheld it's very easy all the yeah. cameras are small enough to do that so I was like I'm just locking it down really planning all my shots and then I was like oh you got to film a fight scene in a day and it's just like okay well we're going handheld <laughs> <laughs> like all the rules just went straight yeah. out the window uh, so you know there's about half the movie that was done to that really strict ethical guideline not ethical but, free, but, free trade filmmaking yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, a lot, you can you can kind of tell it's a movie that started you know a certain way and then we improved, but we also let a lot of those rules fall by the wayside. I see. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you find that that uh, hindered you and uh, creatively at all, or it's gotten to the point where you just want to release this puppy? Yeah, you definitely get to the point where you just want to be done with it. I mean, it's, it's been like a chain, you know, weighing me down for, <laughs> for two years. So it's uh it's very exciting to be finishing it. And uh, I, I'm very excited to write something new because I did a lot of reading and watching and a lot of research through the two-year period. I wasn't just filming every day. Yeah. We filmed about once a month for <laughs> six months or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't, didn't really have a strict schedule for the filming. So it was a lot yeah. of waiting around. So I was just reading and watching movies. And so by the time we were finishing the movie, I had very different tastes and different idea of what a good movie was. So very excited to write something new, update my <laughs> I could- what I want to be doing. I could imagine that would be very yeah. exciting. So when can the people listening at home expect to uh, see the debut, the theatrical release, as I mentioned? Yeah, well, of- <laughs> Imagine going to a cinema to see half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to pay 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, when can we expect to see the uh, final product? Uh, my deadline is the end of this month, so cast and crew and friends will probably be seeing it in mm-hmm. mid-December. 
Oh, so beautiful. Ex- exclusive screening? Is yeah, that, no, uh, Charlie, you're not invited, man. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> cool. Sorry, to clarify that. Sorry to clarify that. Um, no, it's, it's very exciting, though. Two years' worth of work, I think that's... Um, very rewarding, I think, to finally get it done. Absolutely, extremely yeah. rewarding. Tough to tough to swallow that it's a, it's not quite as long as you wanted. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting to be done and have something under the belt. First notch on the CV. Exactly. Right. Absolutely, and I guess it makes you pretty excited to make your second film and it, learn yes. from the mistakes. Ex- and... Extremely. Yeah. To make more mistakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the whole process. Man, that is the process, guys. You are listening to Zach and Charlie, too young to fail. Here with Peter Redhead. Aspiring, no, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Director he's Peter Redhead. He's, he's a director. He's got a film coming out, he's The Claw. Stay tuned. You are listening to Too Young to Fail. We will be right back up some Tame Pilot. Don't go anywhere. Eventually, by Tame Pilot there from the album Currents, a great tune. Australia's best rock band, in, uh, in my humble opinion. I don't really know. Charlie, what was the name of that song, mate? Everywhere. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stevie Nicks has an age. <laughs> Her voice is a little more hoarse. Really trying a new direction there. Respect. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're here joined by uh, Peter Redhead, director, The Claw coming out, hitting a uh, friends and family screening near you. Huge. Hitting a laptop screen. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Peter on. He's going he's gonna to stay with us, maybe to, to venture away from from the film. Thank God. <laughs> and uh, we're going to hone in on something that Charlie and I have been thinking about for, you know, the past six months or so, which is moving out. It's a huge decision to make. Uh, we're both living at home. We're both with the family. I mean, how do you feel about it, Charlie? Uh, look, I'm in no rush, to okay. be honest, with the current sitch. Um, What's your sitch? I've got it pretty good. Um, and, you know, it's not uh, it's not, it's not a grind by, <laughs> by, any, by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, look, maybe... Talking to Pete today might open up some ideas. That's yeah, give, me, give me a little bit of uh, inspiration. That's maybe. what I. That's what I wanted to ask Pete about, mate. You've you've moved out. You've 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 left the nest before. What what was that experience like? Why did you do it? Uh, well, at first I, mo- I lived on campus for uni, which was a nice half step out. Yeah. Still, still very much near mum and dad, but uh, you know, feel feeling independent. Keeping which is like important you, keeping thing. your foot in the door. No yeah. one nagging you when you get in after dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all. Uh, and for. now living in Brunswick, which is very nice. Uh, the the massive uh, positive because I'm from down Sandringham way. Yeah. Uh, is that you're actually close to things that are good to do, <laughs> rather <laughs> yeah. than TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So massive positive being you know near bars, uh, cafes the city, you know, anything you want, really. Absolutely. I mean, even from a creative standpoint, to be around so many people of, of similar mind and yeah. similar elk. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the approximate average age in Black Rock's about 70 or 80. Pushing so it's, 75, it's nice 80. To be, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Lawn yeah. bowls is the main activity. <laughs> definitely. Not even, it's, not, <laughs> it's not going off too Extra hard. hot. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not really known as the centre of culture in Melbourne. Uh, schoolies destination. <laughs> no place I'd rather be. No. Uh, so yeah, definitely good to be around uh, a younger crowd. Uh, a lot of and a lot of people around the area doing doing their movies, doing their art, doing their writing, whatever. Yeah. So I guess in that aspect, finding housemates. How did you go? About yeah, that? So I, I lucked into it. I mean, I was living at home for about eight months straight after uni yep. while I wrote and uh, planned the movie. Yeah. And then it just happened that when I was looking, I was just I just mentioned to a mate I was you know I'm thinking of getting north because I'm losing my mind a bit. Yeah. Uh, and he was just like, great, uh, we got a fellow moving out. 
uh, so I just moved in with three three guys from college. Yeah, and uh, oh. still there. <laughs> they can't <laughs> get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Try as they may. <laughs> I don't pay rent. I just Peter, get out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm there for banter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the boys. Just for banter with the boys. <laughs> Any advice on location? Because there's a few places that I like the idea of. Affordability comes into it. I'm just wondering. Like, I love the idea of living Northside as mm. someone who's never lived there. It sounds cool to me. Northside is an idea. Not yeah. not so. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a notion. It's a, it's a it's a lifestyle. Um, any any tips on on where to go? Uh, I'm a big fan of Brunswick, and it's a bit cheaper than uh, Fitzroy and places like that. They've gotten quite expensive recently. Uh, but I would even like even further out north. It's nice. Coburg, uh, Brunswick West is considerably cheaper than Brunswick. Abbotsford. No, not that far. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's just fine, I'm sure. I've never been. <laughs> I wouldn't go out there. I, I wouldn't talk to someone from there, but I'm sure it's lovely. <laughs> associate with them. <laughs> um, in regards to, I guess, one of the bigger things for me, independence, uh, kind of the smaller, like the cooking, the washing, how does that kind of yeah, work something, out? The, something you're very familiar with, with Yeah, with the, with the three boys in the in the pad. What's that? What's oh, the situation? Yeah, the, the negatives of independence, not yep. having mum to cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying uh, more like who changes the toilet roll, that kind of thing. Oh, you, the one percenters. The one yeah, percenters. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you want to look for in a housemate. You, need, I think. you need your Brett Stanton. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I want a table tennis table over a dining table. That's what I'm saying. I just want yeah, those little aesthetics. How does it kind of work? You can eat around the net. Yeah. Whereas, multi multi purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, look, you, you divvy it up. Yeah. You know, well, you, you try to divvy it up. I mean, if you don't, you're a bit of a uh, can't, can't swear, can I? Um, yeah. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you try to divvy it up the desk again. You know, you run out of toilet paper. Someone's got to do a do, yeah. a, do a run yep. to Woolies or somewhere. Now, uh, is that on the person who just used the bathroom? Because yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a pretty show, that's I mean, a pretty unlucky run to the yeah, Woolies. I gotta say, pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> <That's> rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you see the stash going down, it's it's in, in your interest to uh, go get more. <laughs> but you'll do your research prior going in. It's like an exam. You're not gonna you're not gonna go to the bathroom without. You know, Mate, I've been backup. I've been caught out <laughs> more than a few times. Caught with your pants down, so to speak. <laughs> quite quite literally. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a shower job. Yeah, I've already had one today. <laughs> Will I have to wait? These are the, these are things you have to ask yourself. Uh, thank God I live with my family. Well, certainly so. the number one. Uh, Consideration before yeah, you move out yeah, of home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so should you be afraid to move back in? Because my biggest worry is I move out, things go well, then they plummet, and I need to walk with the tail between the legs back home. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't think any of our you know cohort has a, is likely to ever have a very solid job. <laughs> and so finances are always going to be a bit up in the air. So I think mum and dad will always have to welcome us back with open arms if we fall on hard, hard times. Thank God they're there. Uh, but yeah. definitely, no, definitely don't be afraid about moving back in, I think. Uh, very, you know, it's fine. So long as you, you're fine with it, there's not a problem living at yeah. home for a little bit. It's a nice little break. Yeah. This all sounds like a dream. Are there yeah. any, any drawbacks? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely expensive. So, I mean, uh, it, to, to live out of home, you've got to be working. You've got to have mum and dad bankrolling you. Some, something like you that. You need some kind of financial support, especially yeah. in Melbourne. Yes. Yeah, it's not oh. necessarily cheap. Yeah. I mean, we could all move out to Country Vic. Huh? If you guys were interested yeah. in a share house out there. <laughs> we're just not up for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> maybe, maybe for Radio Kia. Yeah. Aubrey Wodonga. I like uh, my high street coffee. I'm not going to change. I'm not going <laughs> to stay in tour. <laughs> like my freshly ground beans. <laughs> Guys, thanks for sticking with us. It's Zach and Charlie, Too Young to Fail, here with Peter Redhead. Absolute pleasure to have him on the show. We're going to be listening to a new track from Childish Gambino. He's gone a very different direction, and i got to say, it's pretty rad. Now a bit more Pink Floydy, so please stick around and enjoy.
completely different direction there from Childish Gambino. I thought it uh, had some Gary Clark Jr. vibes throughout it. Charlie, what did you think? Look, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the uh, traditional Childish, more of the 3005 retro kind of R&B angle. Didn't really do it for me, but it was a first listen, so, you know. Let it... Uh, a bit of leeway. Seep in, see yeah. what you like. Yeah. Definitely signifies that he's going in a completely different direction with the album, so I'm excited for that. But what I'm not excited for, Kinga, is something coming up. You kind of alluded to this. We were having a coffee before the show, and Charlie was like, I want to bring my girlfriend into our program in some way. I want to bring it in more. I want to to talk about it to a greater extent than I currently am. Yeah. (laughs) So as long as there's at least 15 minutes on her every episode... Yeah. We should be right. Because we have a loyal listener called Tom Payton who loves listening to this. <laughs> so I'm just going to dedicate the next 15 to it. So Charlie was saying, Zach, for those, for those who don't know, next year I'm um, doing a lot of travel, heading to Sydney to study as well. People helping people. But I think, you know, the long distance is, is not an easy thing to overcome. Charlie, you've lived six months away from your girlfriend. I've lived I, I just want to know, how did you, <laughs> how did you survive? Well, it's, 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 it's not easy. It's... Uh, a lot of thoughts and uh, and work goes into it. And I want to just make it clear, first and foremost, the key of guidelines, the fundamental nature of setting guidelines before they go away. Because as you know, we live in a highly technological world. A lot of things are thrown around. And I'm thinking there are some conversations you just have to have face-to-face. Um, you can't have conversations over the phone of relatively large magnitude, such as, what's the sitch? Ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. You know, you want to be able to say, <laughs> what's the plan? How are we going to approach this? So you're at a fragile age, 22, 21. Mm. So you're saying establish the, the ground rules establish of the this ground long, rules long distance. First, yeah. And that kind of paves the way for the next six months. If you're both clear on the same page. Were there any and really there's no other discussion which needs to be had. Any particular <laughs> ground rules that you set that um, sort of uh, allowed you to go that six months? I mean, oh, she yeah. was in another country. What, yeah. what was her situation? Uh, she was in Amsterdam for six months yep. on exchange. And I just said no speaking to guys. <laughs> and uh, she <laughs> challenged that. <laughs> which I was shocked about. Uh-huh. No, still, um, still angry. Still, still angry a little bit bitter. Yeah. <laughs> Thought in my side of the whole relationship. No, it was basically, um, uh, we were pretty candid each other, so we just said, look, let's just play it out. We didn't break up. I mean, that wasn't going to happen. Um, Clearly. We kind of just said, just let it, uh, if there's any like uh, opportune moments, maybe have a, have a gander, but I don't think there were. Gander, uh, what do you mean? Have a, you know, just, uh, I think we were very close. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a pit right next to me, just digging further. Um, <laughs> just keep digging. It was, uh, no, I, we, we were still together, we didn't break up. You kept one of those the things. notion open if uh, the shit were to hit the fan, so to say. Yeah. You'd be open to it? No, 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 no. I think it was, uh, it wasn't like a... Uh, you I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Where are you trying to go with this? <laughs> you are, you would have been a nightmare. <laughs> no, no, It was, it was like something was already reached. A conclusion was reached without it being said. I see. We both knew we didn't want to get with anyone else. Right. But we didn't, we weren't like staying every so night. So you, was that's where I was trying to get. Agreement. It was an unspoken agreement. Ah, oh, thank you, Peter. Uh, just after you made the point about being very clear and speaking exactly. to them. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess you have to eat a bit of humble pie in that regard. A bit of humble pie. Yes, yes, yes. Peter, you're living it right now. This is why I bring this up. Because I'm with two people who have, who have either gone through this or are living it. And I wanted to get um, your opinion. I'm your your a, girlfriend... pit of despair, Zach. Your girlfriend is overseas right now. What's her situation? Uh, she is studying in Canada. This is turning into the Lonely Hearts podcast. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Charlie's God. had to unbutton his shirt. 
It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. I hope you bought a pretty good birthday uh, present, mate. <laughs> just been dumped. <laughs> I've just got the phone call. Uh, yeah, she's, she's studying overseas, and uh, that's going to be f- that's a full year. But I'm going to uh, get get over there middle of that period to uh, yeah get some travelling in, break up that year in, right in the middle. Nice, so be nice. It's very smart. That's a wise move. That's yeah. a veteran move. A veteran I'm, I'm, move. I'm a clever guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you find it important to? I guess be involved in each other's lives heavily, or do you, do you want well, to kind of I, I back mean, off a bit? It, but long distance, you're never going to be uh, there day to day, you know, living everything they live. So I mean, keep in touch as best you can. But I mean, don't be overbearing about it. You don't want to yeah. be sitting there like, oh, I, how's how's yoga? <laughs> okay, well, what time's your next class? Okay, okay, great. I'll uh, let me know what questions you're asking. Uh, how oh, long the lecture is? I got to talk about that stuff, and we live in the same city. I got to. You don't talk to her about no, it? No, we do talk about that crap. Yeah, well, that's the, the benefit of long distance. You don't have to. Oh, man, this sounds like a dream. <laughs> Here, what was the biggest mistake you made? Well, just, just then or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in regards to exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, looking back, I think it was pretty, I mean, it from listening in here you would think it was just complete disaster Sounds like it was a nightmare <laughs> no, no real major mistakes um, best of a bad situation best of a bad situation some nights obviously you want them to dedicate some time to you if you've had a rough day or something and you do lose your mind a bit and you get a bit upset Aww. but that's that. shut up <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to relate to the listeners and uh, people no, are very interested uh, <laughs> no we look back at it as a pretty uh, pretty cruisy patch so um, as, a, as a forewarning to Pete and myself you, you lived it you had the six months away then you got together again. Yeah. You met her in Amsterdam. Yeah. What was that like after such a long break? Uh, I think I kind of took... Uh, yeah, we were obviously very excited to see each other. And I, I just come off a flight, delayed in Dubai, an extra night, had to stay in a hotel. Um, I had to see... I saw... <laughs> Give her. us more details, though. What were you wearing? <laughs> what was the in-flight meal? I think I ruined like her maybe Amsterdam activities, uh, a bit of culture, and I think I kind of... Scooter off her day plan. So you were already on the back foot as soon as you foot. got off the plane. Yeah, but the distance between the hello was so far off. It's like that awkward hello where you look, you're looking at the ground until like you're at least like a 10 metres away. you got to hold You can back. actually like look at them. Did you do you like, like a 30 like, hey, metre hello? Even though I saw you 5k <laughs> away. Yeah, it was like the ass out hug. But it was like a, it was like a really drawn out hello. It could have been done a lot better, obviously. <laughs> and I thought, the problems of Charlie King's <laughs> life. Uh, so minuscule. The hello. Not quite <laughs> executing the hello yeah. right yeah. The timing there was off. But we're still together, so I think we it's fine. Yeah. She's putting up with a lot. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> was, it, was it like you'd never left her side, or did you have to? Oh, no, it was, uh, it was a bit awkward. A bit awkward. You haven't seen each other in five months. You think it's going to be all natural. You talk yeah. every day. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that always takes a bit of time. But yeah, you, you got to expect those kind of things. Six, six, six months uh, being away from the girlfriend. Five. Remaining for so five months, remaining faithful. Yeah, one's got to think um, you would have been quite pent up. I'm just wondering how uh, you know what kind of what kind of what kind of times were you putting up after after that long a period? Oh, I would say uh, for, for, for 10, 15 seconds maybe. Well, I was for, like, for for a date. <laughs> 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 Where'd your mind go to? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, but Pete, I, yeah, I, all I can say is guess basically the fundamentals, the guidelines. Um, but the fundamental guidelines, but knowing without saying, if I can be yes. any clearer than that, 
Please so, ask communication, the but not communication, but not overbearing. Communication, but not Thank God, Pete's here because I swear to God, you. I have no idea what Charlie's saying. Neither do I. Neither do I. What's important? I just open my mouth and go, go. What's important is not to say anything, but to imply everything. Yeah, it's what's not said. It's what's not said <laughs> that has allowed said. you to flourish. That's what your girlfriend's Use really going to appreciate. Charlie's going to have to Speak buy about eyes. two or three more presents before tomorrow. I've got a feeling. Uh, thanks already, for already planned to. Oh, Ooh, big shot. Big shot. Come on, what have you Give us a No, give shut us a up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I think that's all we have time for today. Petey, really want to thank you for coming on to uh, give us your experience on your directorial debut and then um, showing us uh, you know, some, of the, some of the more difficult parts of, of getting started in your career. Any final thoughts for those out there who are, who are trying to you know, launch a project of something that you know passionate about but perhaps don't have all the everything they need? Oh, I just say, you know, do a bit of research figure out what you want to do and then just you know, figure out how to do it and just I, I mean there's a lot of information about it but just go and do it is I mean it's the worst bit of advice because it's like yeah but how do I do it just figure it just out starting <laughs> just, just, just start. starting is hard starting thing, is yeah. fundamental didn't ask you Charlie <laughs> <laughs> I believe, believe that question was drifted you, me Charlie <laughs> you've, had, you've had enough <laughs> Stick to the fundamentals. Charlie Keat, you heard it here first. Guys, two on to fail with Zach and Charlie. We're going to be here uh, same time next week. Really appreciate you being with us. I hope you have a pleasant weekend. And don't forget to uh, catch up on all the episodes. You can find them on iTunes. Uh, Charlie, parting words. I hope I'm still with my girlfriend next week. <laughs> <laughs>